Hello, and welcome to the Soulful Self-Development Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Hannah Sumner. I'm a lover of all things self-care, personal development, and spirituality. I have created this podcast to help you grow into the most soulful version of yourself while creating more joy, magic, and purpose in your everyday life. If you're ready to live a life so full, then you, my friend, have come to the right place. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and now let's dive deep. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Soulful Self-Development Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sutherland, and today we are going to be talking about spirituality. Spirituality is something that is very important to me. It has become a really big part of my life. It is actually part of my life purpose and what I'm here to talk and teach about. So I would like to dive into it, explain what spirituality is, what it means for me, some ways you can incorporate it into your life if it's something you're interested in, and spirituality versus religion because there's often quite a bit of confusion when it comes to the two. And yeah, so let's dive in. So what is spirituality? Spirituality is essentially just believing in something bigger than you. Believing that there is more out there than just this human experience that you're experiencing right now. It's believing that we are a part of the cosmos, of the divine, of the bigger picture, that we are all connected in a way because we are all made of the same things. To me, being spiritual, I have always believed in reincarnation, believing that we live more than just this one life, believing that we have a soul, a part of us that lives many different lives, that grows and evolves over many, many different lifetimes and experiences, and essentially believing in God. And God doesn't have to be God to you. To me, God, I usually call a universe. You can call God whatever makes you feel happy and comfortable, whatever resonates with you. That is totally perfect. I love that we have got to a point where we can have different names for the same thing, whatever makes us feel comfortable. So you can say God or universe or cosmos, the divine, Allah, Buddha, Jesus, whatever that is for you to believe in. That is totally awesome. I usually say universe. To me, universe resonates because when I was younger, I grew up in a kind of Catholic family and I actually ended up going to Catholic school when I was in high school and I, there was a point in my life when I was an older teenager and I was like, I didn't know if I believed in God because God was always explained to me as being this man in the sky that was sitting up there and he was shaking his finger, looking down on us, almost shaming us for messing up and not getting it right or whatever. And to me, I just felt that that was wrong. I didn't, it didn't resonate in my soul. So I was unsure of if I believed in a God because that was the only way God had been described to me growing up and through religion. So 
I debated it. There was definitely a time in my life I thought maybe I was an atheist. And it wasn't until I found spirituality that I had this big realization of like, oh, because that's not what God is. God is, I like to think of God as life. God exists in all of us. God is everything, everywhere. But God isn't a man. As humans, we have really humanized God. And there has been many stories and teachings in different religions that try to explain him as a man. But God isn't a physical being like we are humans, it is almost more like an entity. It's like a big power. It's a big energy that is so big and it's hard for us as humans to even comprehend what that is and what that means, what that looks like, because it's not something we have experienced here on earth. So our brains like to make us picture things in ways that we can understand and relate. So he's been described as a man or just as like a being of some kind and I guess in a way he is a being but it's not it's not a man in the sky pointing looking down on you shaking his finger that's not what God is at all God is actually in all of us God is everything everything that is alive from each blade of grass to each bug to each one of us human beings to anything anything that is alive has God in it and that's what makes us alive. That's what gives us life, is being part of that connectedness, cosmic web that is weaved so intricately, and how we are all connected and all have these, you know, crazy experiences. Since being spiritual, I have had so many different crazy experiences that I cannot explain why they've happened. The Literally, the only thing that to me, my brain can put together is that a million thousand trillion percent, there is a God. There is some sort of force working outside of us to move things around for us, to help our dreams come true, to make this life everything we dreamed it to be. So, yes, I say universe, you say whatever makes you happy, but that is essentially what spirituality is. But the reason that I love spirituality so much and I find it so important, it's because spirituality is very much an individual practice, ideologies, truths. It is designed to, made to, for you to find what works best for you. And yeah, there are tips and tools and tricks that can be generally for everyone. Like, I believe everybody should meditate. I think it's awesome. But there are a hundred different ways to meditate. There are, you can meditate lying down. You can meditate sitting up. You can meditate in silence. You can meditate with music on. You can follow a guided meditation. You can go for a walk in nature. You, there are endless ways to meditate. It's essentially just being mindful and being present, right? And there are a hundred ways, different ways I meditate in one day sometimes. It's just, you know, taking a deep breath when I need one. It's all these different things. So that's why I love spirituality so much because it's very, very much encouraged to find what works best for you, to find your truth. What is true for you? For me, my truth is that 
I love dancing. Dancing is a big part of who I am. It really helps me when I need to clear emotions. It really helps me connect to my emotions. It has been such a core part of who I am. It is my job. It is my family. It is my life. But if you're not a dancer, that isn't your truth. And that's totally fine. Your truth might be hockey. Your truth might be art. Your truth might be anything else there is out there. We all have our own individual truths. And that's the beauty of spirituality is getting to connect to yourself and getting to learn and understand these deep parts about yourself. And from there, forming your own version of spirituality that works for you. And this is why I think that there is such a difference between spirituality and religion because they they are not the same thing because you can be both spiritual and religious at the same time. So therefore, they are separate of each other. And yes, they are both similar in ways because both spirituality and religion are based off of having faith, right? It's They're based off of believing in something. But the biggest difference is that spirituality is individualistic. It's meant for you to find your own path, to follow your dreams, your desires, to decide what is right and wrong for you, what works for you and your soul and your path. Whereas religion is far more, these are the rules and you must follow them. And to me, I just didn't ever like resonate with that. It was really hard for me to listen to all these things. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on religion. I think having a faith and believing in anything bigger than you is beautiful and wonderful and powerful, whatever that is for you. I just personally, when it came to religion, I saw it as a lot of trying to have control over people. And I have this feeling in my soul that that is where things went wrong. Like religion was set with good intentions. And actually I had this happen to me when I was in grade 12 and I was in Christian ethics class and there was a unit that we did and we had to study other religions. And obviously there's many other religions. So it wasn't like we sat in a desk and learned all these religions. They did it as each person or group, whatever got to pick uh, religion that they wanted to study and then we all made um, like PowerPoint presentations and then we presented and we got to learn about all these different religions quick version whatever but I remember sitting in my desk and watching all these presentations and I was like wait a minute these are all so similar and they all have the same just worded differently almost ideas behind them which is the beautiful part of religion. Like when you think about, I mean, for me personally, I probably know Catholic the most because of going to Catholic school, but like, like the 10 commandments, it's like, don't kill anyone. Don't sleep with your neighbor's wife. Don't. And it's like, they weren't bad things. They were, it, it, they were good things. And even the seven deadly sins, it's like, don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Don't hate. I don't know them off the top of my head, honestly, but it, it wasn't wrong. The, and and I'll, most of them agreed upon actually the same, like, foundations of what 
was happening what they wanted their religion to be based off of but i have this theory because if we think about it way 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 back when like religions were being formed there was no technology we all spoke different languages throughout the world right like and even now we have hard time translating from some languages because there are literally words that exist in some language that don't have an equivalent word in another language so if you think about trying to you're trying to change all of these religions into the same language so that you can compare them to one another so many things are getting mistranslated and but most religions had the same things like every religion had like a person come to them like for catholic it was jesus for um buddhism it was buddha uh like figure come to them and trying to teach them things to be nice to one another, to be kind to another. At this point in time, people were stoning each other and doing all these things. I think as humanity, we've come a long way, although we still have a long way to go. We have come a long way from hanging people on a cross when they don't agree with our beliefs because we've decided that that was the wrong thing to do. Hopefully all of us know that's the wrong thing to do. There's obviously still people that have a lot to learn, but... As a society, for the most part, we've learned not to do that to one another. So, so when it comes to spirituality, it is also believing that God or your power lies within you. It is really encouraged to look inside for answers, right? That's why we meditate. That's why we try and journal. That's why we do all these little practices. And you're told to look inward because you know the answers of what you're looking for inside. Whereas religion was then taught that you are to look outward for the answers, right? You are to look up to your superiors for answers. But if you think about it, like, it would make more sense, at least to me, it makes more sense that you would look inside and find the answers that are right for you versus like, okay, I'm going to go ask Bob for the answers to my life. Bob knows nothing about my life. How the fuck does Bob know the answer of my life, of my truth, of what I need to make me happy, to make me feel balanced, to make me a loving, kind person? Bob doesn't know what's best for me. Bob knows what's best for Bob. And Bob's going to give me advice of what he thinks works best for him. And it's probably not going to be the same thing, especially if I am a young girl going through this problem over here. Bob's an old man going through a way different problem. I don't know that Bob has the best answers for my problems over here. We are on way different ends of a spectrum. We have way different problems. We have gone through way different experiences in our lives. I'm not saying that you can't get help from somebody. There are a lot of people that are very gifted and intuitive and have these wonderful abilities to be able to give you advice based on listening and understanding what's going on in your life. That's why therapy and people like that help us in that way are so important. But I think back then when religion was really booming and really, really a big thing, that wasn't as much what was going on. It was just like, nope, you shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. And shame is actually the lowest frequency vibration that there is. Shame is the lowest. 20 hertz is shame. 
Whereas love is 500 hertz. Encouragement, all those things are way up there versus 20. So I also have a little bit of a theory that because religion was started as this good idea, this beautiful thing, and then we got corruption. Also remember this from learning about Christian ethics in school. We had to learn about all these different years that the church was corrupt. And I was like, okay, um, don't you think maybe it still is a little bit corrupt? Because, you know, they can tell you all the live long day. Oh, these problems are over. We got rid of this person. We're back to normal. But usually when it comes to corruption and things like that, it goes far more deeper than just the head figure right? It's more than just one guy doing it all. It is a group of people and they can say, oh, Bob's gone. We don't have to listen to Bob anymore. We have Steve. And now we're going to listen to Steve. Well, Steve and Bob are best friends. For all you know, for all we know, they could be me brothers, something like, right? Like they're just in the same. Anyway, this is, this is my theory. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying this is the answer to everything, but I'm just, this is what I thought when learning about this stuff in high school. And anyway, so people used it as power. We know this, even still, this is true. People get into power and there's just something that happens to them and they just want more power. And some people can't handle being in power because it goes to their head and they get way, it gets way out of control. And so people became these leaders in these places and ended up having a lot of power over people. Heck, people used to pay their paychecks to the church. Why does the church need that much money? I'm not sure. The church is one of the wealthiest businesses, companies, whatever, in the whole entire world. I think if I was leading a church that had all this money, I'd be trying to solve world hunger. I don't know what the heck they're doing, but world hunger still hasn't been solved. So clearly we need to work on that. And nobody seems to be working on that. And it drives me nuts. I hope one day I'm rich enough that I can work on it. Because right now, I can barely afford to feed myself, let alone the whole world. But yet, the church has billions of dollars and they're not feeding no one. Which doesn't seem very church-like to me, personally. But, to each their own. Anyway, I think that it lost its beauty and what it was meant to be along the way because people wanted to use it as power over other people. They wanted to have that control. And literally the only way you can control people is through fear. When somebody is scared for their life, then they will do anything to keep that life, right? Especially because in most religions, it was taught like if you're good. You do what I say. You go to heaven. That's nice. You want to go there. If you don't listen to me, you're going to burn in hell. Screw you. That's going to suck. Which I, I believe that heaven and hell are a state of mind and they exist right here on earth. Some of us live in hell every day. Some of us live in heaven every day. It depends on how, what you make of life. If you're sitting in this place of being negative and nagging and always thinking everything's wrong and being upset all the time, girlfriend, you're living in hell. But if you can wake up and see the beauty in things every single day, to love everyone, to do things that bring you joy and happiness, then you're living in heaven. That's what heaven is. And I don't think that anybody gets shunned to hell or 
rose into heaven. I think that we're all even. And I believe in karma, so I think that karma goes out. Karma is more than just, like, this life. Karmic, karmic, like, consequences go out through all of our lives. So even in this life, if in this life you were, like, the awesomest, best person ever and you're doing all the awesome things, then the next life you're probably going to also live an awesome life. But in this life, if you're out murdering people and doing bad things and, you know, that we can and genuinely agree upon aren't good, then probably in your next life, you're gonna have it rough. That's my belief in karma and how it works is, like, like, Hitler wasn't reincarnated to live on a beach in California. Hitler was probably reincarnated as some person that was tortured and whatever. This is my... I don't know if I'm right. Okay, you guys, I don't, I'm not saying I know all the answers. Just in my brain, this is what makes sense. And this has always been how I've kind of seen this happen, especially when really diving into spirituality and really going deep into my mind in these places of ideas and concepts and being connected to the divine. So bear with me. I'm sorry if I'm going all over the place. I get really passionate about this topic. Um, so anyway, this is kind of just a little bit on spirituality versus religion. If you want to be religious, that is beautiful. And I hope that you find the beauty in it. And I hope you don't let it control you because even spirituality, if you take spirituality, maybe a little too seriously, it can also have control over your life and nothing, you shouldn't feel like anything has control over your life you should feel like you, well, let's be honest, control is an illusion. Nobody has control because really God has control. But for the most part, it's like you want to feel in control of like, I feel like the universe tests me a lot. It tests all of us a lot. I think that's kind of the point, but I'll just give an example. The other day, a week ago, I got a flat tire and luckily, I got it at my shop, workshop, so I was in a place where I could easily change my, put my spare tire on, whatever. My friend was there who has some experience with tires, so him and I go to work at change, putting my spare tire on, and about everything that could go wrong went wrong. First, we were on too much of an angle. The jack kept slipping, but my tire was so flat that we couldn't put we couldn't, I couldn't drive it even over a little bit to put it like in the shop where it's flat. So then we had to pump the tire up with air and duct tape the hole enough just so we could move it. And then we get it in the shop and it didn't fit in the shop. So we couldn't close the shop door. And then the lug nuts split in half and then it got stuck in the tool. And then we, oh, it was just like, and I was like, you know, having so much fun while doing it like I spent the whole day with one of my good friends doing this and we're laughing as all these things go wrong and I was just like you know what this was a test of my patience because I could have had my day ruined because I got a flat tire I could have been really upset because a b c d e f g went wrong but I made the best of a situation and it's fine and my tire is fixed. Everything's fine. Nothing else is broken. I got my tire for free because I have tire protection because I have flat tires all the time. Um, and it was like, this is a thing. Like, I could have been angry. I could have wanted to punch something. I could have been all these things. 
And I just was like, you know what? It's fine. Did I have other plans for today? Did I want to spend two hours putting my spare tire on my car? No, I didn't. I wanted to record podcasts. I wanted to work on my course. I wanted to go to the dance studio and dance. I had a lot of plans that day. Did I get any of them done? No, but I hung out with my friend Dylan and we laughed our asses off and we danced to family ties and we were just living it up while changing a tire and it was great. So this is kind of, now I'm on a tangent again, but this is just what I feel about the universe testing us is like, you know, it's going to give you, it's going to put these obstacles in your way. And it's not the fact that there's an obstacle in your way. It's how you choose to deal with it. If you choose to sit there and pout and kick and scream and fight, well, you're just not putting yourself in a good place. If you choose to be like, eh, I guess I'm going to take the scenic route around this detour that, or this obstacle that was put in my way and then you see the most beautiful sunrise you've ever seen or sunset well guess what there's beauty in all things and we get to choose to wake up and see the beauty and that is why I really love spirituality so much and why it has been so important to me because that's really what it's taught me is like all these little tests it's not about the fact that there's little tests. It's nothing's just going to go from A to B. It's going to go, you know, zigzag around all the way, loop-de-doop, you're on a roller coaster, and then you get there because that's where you learn, and that's where you grow, and that's where you know how to overcome, and, you know, you learn to figure out what really matters and what doesn't matter. Does getting a flat tire matter? No, it doesn't. It's very insignificant problem in all of the problems in the world, okay? I can't even really complain about it because there are people that don't even have enough food or drinking water. My flat tire is pretty insignificant, but yet I could have let it ruin my whole day. I could have let it make me lose sleep at night. It could have been a whole big ordeal. And I thought it was funny. Like, I would told the people the story because I was laughing about how me and Dylan were doing all these things. But in the end of the day, I had a great Sunday. It was awesome. And that's, that is the point. So if spirituality is something that you feel called to look into, called to be a part of, called to get to know more, keep listening to this podcast because we will be talking about all different kinds of things, spirituality all the time. I love spirituality. I know I'm here to be a teacher of spirituality. I know I will be helping the world be more spiritual and connected and loving with one another. That is just, if that happens in my lifetime, I will die a very happy person. I think I will die a very happy person anyway, but that would be the cherry on top. So some things if you want to start to incorporate more spirituality into your life, I would say the number one thing to do is meditate and get in touch with your soul, your passions, your desires, the things that light you up, the things that make you uniquely you, because that is how you start to drive your spiritual car. You're headed towards those things. You want to go towards your dreams. You want to follow your goals. You want to do all the things that light you up. Don't listen to whatever the fuck Bob wants you to do, because Bob doesn't know what's true in your heart. You know what's true in your heart, and that is what is the most important part Uh, You can also read, there are so many books, so many, so many good books out there for spirituality. Um, Listen to podcasts about spirituality. There are a lot of good ones out there. Um, Yeah, just research, looking up 
using your in practicing to use your intuition. If you want to learn more and dive super deep, I do have a course, uh, and it is kind of an introduction to spirituality, personal development, and all the good juicy things that come along with that. We go on a journey together over multiple weeks and you will learn a lot and it can definitely really help to transform your life because it can be a lot overwhelming to do it on your own. Trust me, I did it on my own for the most part and it took me a long time to get to where I am which is why I decided to build the course to teach people because I wish I would have done that because I feel like I would have gotten to A to B a lot faster versus me going all around and on my roller coaster and now I'm here in this place and I feel very confident in what I know and what I believe and what I can teach and now I would like to help and teach you guys. So if that's something you're interested in, feel free to reach out. If you have any questions, any comments, please let me know. You can always reach out to me on my Instagram at soulful.self.development. Thank you for staying with me and listening to my little rant. I'm sorry if I went off on a few tangents, but... That's just what you get when you hang out with me. So have yourself a good rest of your day, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time you are listening to this. Um, do something for you today. Buy yourself a little treat. Go on a walk. Do something that lights you up. Uh, give yourself a big hug. And yeah, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today and making soulful self-development possible. I am grateful for each and every one of you. If you enjoyed the show today, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Stay tuned for new episodes coming out every Wednesday. You can connect with me on social media at soulful.self.development. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You guys make my heart so full. See you next time.